All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the motherfucking podcast at the studio. I don't even know if you guys gave it a name. Woo woo. This is Clifford Conway, motherfucking drummer extraordinaire, uh, nutritionist. Uh, yeah, right. Fucking uh, trainer of doves. Hey, I ain't Mike Tyson. If, oh, wait, if, that's pigeons. You, you playing the band Kith? <laughs> Kith. So, what's up, man? How's it going? It's going, man. Thanks for having us. As you can see, there's a lot of magic happening in this fucking room. He's got all his drum kits in the back. Um, I like to think that this is a new spotlight for a podcast for you guys listening and watching. The reason why is, this is my personal opinion, but Cliff is on my top five rankings of best drummers in San Gabriel Valley. Yes. Let alone, you know, I, I could say Southern California. I made it. Um, <laughs> there's only a few evil bosses to beat before you get to the final boss, <laughs> which is uh, fucking uh, Tony Royster Jr. Oh, man. That's like level uh, eight. Yeah, dash four. Yeah. But um, one thing I, I, I wanted to really really spotlight in this podcast is him because not only is he talented but no one knows who the fuck you are it's so weird <laughs> and um well i'll give you the basics he plays in the band by jester by jester of course i've plugged in on the podcast many many times and i've had uh kyle guerrero uh on the podcast as well who's the front man and also um i guess you can see just the lead guitar player of the band because there's no other guitar player plays in the band um, except for the the backing track, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, quit beating around the bush. He <laughs> old nephew in line. <laughs> but tell me, um, what I always wanted to know. I mean, I only know a little bit. How the fuck did it all start? Let me take you back to the beginning. 1963 God. Summer of Love you, No, you, you, you're like, I, I just look like uh, I'm 56 But I look like I'm, I'm 25 Nah back to the beginning man That's can't think far like, I can't When think do you remember back. when you first started Well first and foremost Let me ask you this Was drums the first instru- instrument you picked up It was not Really Yeah Okay so what was it No um I was going to take drumming, like, I think it was, like, in fifth grade. I, I like, I was trying to think of, like, well, you know, when you're young, like, what hobbies can I get into? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I really like music. Yeah. I was, like, into, like, bands like Green Day, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, right. you know. Well, who was the influence in your household? Was it your mom or uh, your My dad? mom and dad, like, oh, yeah, they were always great. playing good music. That's I so dope. I see them at every show. Really? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're big music yeah. fans, like, still to this day. All right, all right. And um, they were always playing good stuff. Really? Like, yeah. So you got exposed to Yeah, so I got exposed really to good music, good you know, music, like really. freaking James Taylor, Sting. Oh god, that's you a, know, that's stuff like that, The Clash. Oh, always wow. playing. We go okay. on road trips and then like they would just play their favorite music on the cassette so, tape or the A track. It was actually CD. And oh, no, no, it was tape. It was you're tape. Like, I don't speak broke. No, bitch. at first it was Back tape, then it was CD. Nah, but <laughs> yeah. So I was like hearing this like phenomenal music like at a really young age. So that's what, what was got the me. first band that really stood out to you that they exposed you to. Ooh, that's tough. Like that one. There's always that one band you're like, fuck, who's this? And they keep playing it. But yeah, it was probably the Police. Oh yeah. Okay, I understand. <laughs> Thinking back, yeah. yeah. God, you got exposed to some good and shit. And like my though. uncle too, like showed me yeah. Metallica like way back when. So what was your first impression Shout out when to you Uncle heard Jopey. that? Uh, <laughs> what was your first no, impression? I was just like, that? what is this? I think it was um, the live. Uh, 
Live shit binge uh, and purge. Yeah, exactly. It was either that or it was like Inner Sandman. Oh god. And I was that's just so like, awesome. what is this? It's so cool. Wow. But yeah. That's okay, so you, yeah, I was just around a lot of people that appreciated good music. But what happened in fifth grade? You decided to... I was going to take drums. And then um, I was like, man, I got to learn uh, drumming. Uh, mm. It seems really cool. And like, I think my uncle was like, yeah, you should be a drummer. So I, I was telling my mom, like, oh, I want to get into drumming. And then mm-hmm. she like went to like the local music shop. I want to get my son lessons. And then the music teacher there was like, we have a prerequisite. You have to start out on like the drum pad. And like, I didn't even know pad? what that meant. I was just like a little kid and I'm like, like this sounded all for, I don't even know what a drum pad was. I was like, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I was like, I, whatever it is, I'll do it. And then the, like they, they don't want the students to go right to drum kit. You know? Right. Right. So then my uncle, like, I think he played drums like briefly when he was mm-hmm. a kid. I told him that and he's like, don't do it. He's like, oh, that sucks, man. He's like, the drum pad is the worst. Oh, so then I was like, oh shoot. Like my parents didn't have like. $600 or whatever to get a, a drum kit, you know? Damn, that's fucking cheap. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day, that that would be like 1200 now, but like they they said, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. It seems like a lot of steps involved. Like yeah. you got to take lessons on a pad for a year or whatever. Wow. So then um, okay. they were like, oh, a guitar lessons seems a little a more accessible and cheap. So like I they bought me a guitar through yeah. a friend and I thought I knew how to play like instantly. And he, I didn't really. Yeah, it was weird. Like but I was just felt like, natural. Yeah, it felt natural, and I was like, "Oh, I know how to play this." Natural. And I was like, "Look, I'm playing like these songs. I like, like songs I heard on the radio. I was like, I could figure it out, and I couldn't. But like, I was telling myself I could. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then I, I like, I started messing around with it, and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I got pretty good at it. Like just because, well, actually, Kyle's. Um, yeah dad's uh one of his close friends yeah was on the fire force with him yeah he showed us um how to play these songs we were like what were the first songs that you it was remember? like uh nirvana like smells like teen yeah. spirit and come as you are yeah man this is taking me back but did you ever learn glycerine from bush oh yeah <laughs> we did we played it we covered it like we we're pretty young too but yeah so guitar and both of you were kind of playing uh, guitar together yeah we were playing guitar together like we both got one in like we're in fifth grade okay and uh Man, like we both got them within a few other. months of each other and we we're like so gung-ho about learning it like yeah yeah, yeah. like know. especially that lesson we got from the guy like we got kind of lucky because we got like within a few weeks of getting the guitar we got yeah. lessons That's and from badass. this guy and okay. like he literally showed us how to play two songs and we learned it on the spot like mm. so it was kind of cool well, I mean, that talk about reaping the benefit of the whole package, dude. Like, you just bought a guitar. Cool. Here's yeah. the first song you're going to learn. Exactly. Yeah, we figured it out. We, like, freaking learned it in a few hours. And, like, it was just something that was there. Like, oh, well, we have this guitar. Yeah. And we, it was kind of in the background. But, like, we'd pick it up and play what we what we knew, what mm. we learned. And then um, I think we just, it wasn't that serious. Like, we played a talent show. I remember seeing a picture yeah, of that. Yeah, we did a talent show so off did, the song. What? It was Come As You Are. So you guys played it together? Yeah, we played double guitar, and then yeah. I sang it, and then like... You I, sang it? And I just, no. uh, like, while I was singing, I stopped playing, though, and uh, Kyle kept it going. I and then, like, when it was that. no singing, we would play it together. Okay. Well, anyway, like, that was just the beginning of it, and then we, after that, like, we'd mess around, but we, would, we were doing other stuff, like skateboarding and yeah. stuff like that. And backyard Video wrestling. games, stuff like that. Well, um... Like time passed, we weren't really playing it that much. And then I wanted to get a bass because I was okay. like, man, we should 
round this out. Like, yeah. uh, we what should get more serious. That? that was like eighth grade. So a few years later, I got a bass. Um, I started learning the songs oh, that Kyle knew. Okay. And I learned like a bunch of songs. So then we we knew like like 20 or 30 songs, like Rage Against the Machine, wow. Bush, stuff like that. Like we would just get tabs online. Dad, so he's been your music husband for a long time. <laughs> How cute. Uh, if you want to put it like that way, then okay. he's my husband. His name is Kareem. Kareem of wheat. Do you and take then, this man in heavenly riffs? Yes. Yes. So, okay. So you guys play the talent show. You guys begin. You start playing bass. I remember yeah. you guys. And I was like happy drummer. to learn bass too. I was like, man, this is cool. Did you like, guys have we were all drummer? into corn. That's the thing. Oh yeah. Dude. And like the bass was Fielding. so sick in that. And I was like, oh, happy, happily learn this. To this day, people still talk shit <laughs> about corn. The I'm bass. like, shut up. <laughs> so I remember you guys had another drummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a few drummers back in the day. So at what point, like, did you like say, fuck it, I'm going to do this shit. Um, I think it was, we had Kenny Perry. Remember him from True Press? Oh, wow. He was our drummer Kenny. in like freaking 10th grade. And like we're wow. still, I was still doing bass. I was still doing guitar. And we we're both singing actually. Because and then we're just doing all covers. Yeah, I think it was a uh, Granite. How oh, cute. Yeah, we we're literally driving by Granite State Granite. Bank, him and Robia. Oh. And I pointed. I was like, "Oh, that's a cool name, Granite." I was like, "That should be a bad name." And Kyle was like, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> that's funny. True <laughs> story. And then, um, yeah, so like we had Kenny Perry playing drums for us. Yeah. We we're just doing nonstop covers, like. And then we learned a bunch of covers, had a few shows, you know, and then something happened where he couldn't play with us anymore. I think he got all into sports or whatever. And then oh. I was like, oh, I think I can figure this out. Like mm. I started looking at tabs. My other friend Gareth played drums too. Okay. He freaking was showing me the basics. Like, and like I had only messed with bass and guitar. Mm -hmm. So then I started learning, um, I started learning the drums through Gareth. He was okay. showing me, and I started looking tabs myself. Drum and, tabs, yeah, drum tabs. Like it's just X's and O's, you know. They line up. Uh, I never it's not like tab. That's weird. yeah, it's like yeah. a cheap version of um, like actual music notes, right. you know. Like it's it's kind of like the wrong way, but like it's kind of like you look at it, you can figure it out. It's funny because I've seen guitar tabs; those I can read. But yeah, it uses X's tabs? and O's, just okay. like guitar tabs. Okay. So um, I learned off that, and then mm. I was like, "Oh, this is fun!" Like I was picking it up quick. Okay. And I, I, st I learned like freaking five songs in like a month or whatever. Wow. I was like, okay. man, this is cool. Like, and they probably sounded bad, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I could make it through this song, like playing with what I thought was right. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, I, I'm like, man, we need drums. Like you need that beat, you know, especially like when you're doing shows and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. just a different vibe when it's just bass and guitar. I was like, I was telling Kyle, maybe I should switch to drums because I'm picking this up pretty fast and we can still do the cover songs and we can find a okay. bass player easier than another drummer. Cause I'm, I'm picking this up fast. And then he was so like, you let's do it. Knew. You're like, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is awesome. Like I'm figuring this out. And it wasn't that hard. Like it just, cause I think from studying bass, like I kind of mm. knew music. Okay. And I was like, this is so cool. And I, I loved it. And like, I got it, even though I wasn't even playing drums fully, my parents got me a drum kit because like I, I was really? working. No, well they helped. I, I paid for it myself actually. But like, but I think they, they, they put they it in like a hundred bucks or something. They took me to go get it. I, I was working at McDonald's. Mickey D's. Mickey D's. Shout out Arcadia Foothill Boulevard. You know what's up, Michael Moreno? Give it up. Give it oh, up. Oh, let me get a let me get a cheeseburger, Max Sauce. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so you got you got the drum kit. Yeah, I got the drum kit, and like I was still playing bass. I'm like, this is more for fun, you know. 
And that's when I started messing around. I was like, damn, I'm getting pretty good at this. Because, like, even our drummer was using my kit. (laughs) Was it the dungeon? Uh, Yeah. That was the, well, it was actually pre dungeon. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, where did you set up? The dungeon was where we used to uh, practice. It was at, like, we had this uh, three bedroom house that I grew up in. Yeah. Monrovia. And like the neighbors was getting all mad. <laughs> I was just learning like I was learning like Misfits, um, uh, Metallica, yeah, ACDC. I had okay. tabs for all this, so I was learning all that within months. All right, and then um, it was just on since then. Wow! And, I just, and this is what tenth grade. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so I kind of like gave up bass for drums, but I still had bass in my mind, like in the background. When did you officially say this is? This is what I'm going to be. Probably like a year later. Or no, no, like really? two, or two or three years later. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Because not only are you a drummer, but you're also a songwriter. Yep. That comes from like the bass playing and stuff. Oh, okay. So, so all you young kids listening or watching, take it from Cliff. Learn not just one instrument. Learn them all. Exactly. If you learn one, like it makes learning another one that much easier. Right. It, it's, it's, it's evident because... You need to know everyone's roles. It's kind of like, I guess you could say it's kind of like playing quarterback a little bit. If people get this analogy, you have to know everyone's assignment. And the yeah. more you know it, the more you know how to execute an outcome, a positive one. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, know your role and <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> Just bring it. Well, so, it's not that extreme, but. when Do you remember, well, this is something that, uh, I don't know if you would recall when was when was your first original song that you wrote? Like from that would have to, to be nineteen fifty three, <laughs> July twenty second, day before my birthday. And I I named it Roxanne, <laughs> and I sold it to this guy thing I made at Kmart. Like you hear, here it goes. <laughs> 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 I don't know, dude. Wait before I, before I ask you that, where did Chin High Fist come from? Chidai Fist Yeah remember that That came from Kyle Because he was all into fighting Let's do it And you guys And you guys were playing Just covers Um No we had originals Oh okay. But like We needed a name Because we started doing shows And we had right. no name Because we were uh, We had a metal band In high school Right We were like playing Like metalcore And like death metal And stuff like that No shit Yeah and then like Like that broke up Or whatever But we still wanted to do shows And then we're like Oh we gotta be a two man band Because we couldn't find a bass player So it was like the White Stripes Yeah except Way more technical (laughs) 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 No way Way more proggy So you guys had Yeah so then we had a show booked And I think we were like Shoot we have no name And then Kyle was like He was training um, MMA Yeah So like He just came That came to him Chin high fist Because that's like What you're doing When you're fighting You're like blocking your face You know getting ready to punch so I was like, oh, that's cool. It makes sense and it's catchy. Oh, okay. So then, um, I don't know what something happened where like it didn't fit the band because we weren't really getting like super like aggressive metally, like mm. hate breed. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't all like that kind of name fits like a hate breed type band, you know, or throwdown or kinda something like, like that. What's, uh, uh, what was a theory of a, a theory of a dead man? Never listen to them. Yeah, nah, it's like, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't fit the the. The personality, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's what Kyle was saying. He was like chin high fist, like yeah. oh, our, it's not really fight music. It's more like kind of like maybe like techie, techie what, emotional you, music. Yeah, if or, you guys are playing math metal, which is what I call, and <laughs> nah. then that's, that's it. Well, I mean, I always say math metal because you and not, I, you yeah, and I share. We're a common more like interest. alternative metal, I would say. 
Well, you and I share a common interest in this one band, which is Mudvayne. Oh yeah, Mudvayne to me, They're one of my favorite. You bands. can agree, like they have been the the essence of. I, I want to call it ADD metal, ADD rock, because of the transitions that they have in the different times. It's just similar to Tool, but just on the heavier side. Yeah. And no, I study the shit out of their songs, dude, because yeah. like their uh, song structure, uh, song structure kind of fascinated me a little bit. Okay, so you t- tell me about the first time you heard LD LD fifty. Um, I know that by far. I That's, think it was from MTV, actually. It was like because did MTV, MTV News. <laughs> no, it was MTV this is Two, Kurt remember? Uh, when they won the first MTV no, Two I don't know award. where it was, but it was like when they the, the, the way they holes. were built, it was like a band that's connected with Slipknot because like yeah. I think Slipknot at the time was like kind of like backing whole, them yeah the whole Tattoo of the Earth tour remember something like that yeah. they were involved with them and they were like oh this is they paint their face it's kind yeah. of like Slipknot and it's the same it's similar genre like yeah. a new metal you know with, and I got to see them so I gave Slipknot. them a shot because yeah. I was like damn this looks cool like these yeah. guys painting their face and then um, their first album was like phenomenal and like Fuck, it took yeah, me a dude. while to even grasp it I'm like like I was like, damn, I know this is good. And then after I listened it to it a hundred times, I was like, very different way. I really like started dissecting the songs and the the structures. I think uh, okay, out of that whole album, what was the one song you're like, okay, I'm gonna learn this shit from start to finish. Probably no forever. Like I think no it's forever. Like, um, that one was like, I was like, dang, this song is nuts. It's like under twelve my skin, minutes long. Under my skin is my favorite one. Oh really? Yeah. No, I also like um, Eternal Primates. Dude, that's the best riff, <laughs> opening riff, fuck, in a lot of. Dude, that whole that album genre, was man. money. Yeah. I, I didn't, I couldn't, I'm like, okay. And then then their sophomore album came out, and I'm yeah, like, it was, okay, I liked it. It was just one? as good. Yeah, dude. And then they just stack it one after the other. Yeah, like, I liked every single album. Even by like the, I think it was self titled, their last album. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's been a while since I thought about this, but forget like, to remember is my all-time favorite song. Oh now. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude. I'm like, okay. Dreams of hurricanes. <laughs> Dreams on tidal waves. No more. So now, fast forward, and this is something that I want people to to get to know. Obviously, you you. You playing by a gesture now, and oh yeah, you guys have gone. I mean, I'm an You've open traveled book about the this world, stuff. aka this area code. These guys have gone through more bass players than probably ex wives or girlfriends. Probably a woman's bad. Nah, just <laughs> and I think I don't. Here's the thing: is I can't really pinpoint exactly nah. when there was a permanent member at bass, and it, it was only one guy, and that was Justin. Um, and I wouldn't say permanent. I would say like, um, you guys have never had one person to marry into the band. Yeah, we have. I mean, who, uh, who would that be? Mr. Jamie Salas. Jamie Psycho St. Salas. Nah, he held it down for a while. Yeah, he did. Um, I just had a feeling it was going to yeah, be short lived. I think we had probably like seven or eight bass players. More, but, more than that, maybe like over all, the years. In all honesty, the, uh, I'm not well going back to then. No, nothing, nothing against Justin because 
Um, I really, I don't. The man knew path. how to slap a the bass. Yeah, he had his own. He already had his foresight as to what he wanted to do, and I don't think being in a rock band was it. But if he did, he would have been the permanent member. He was my favorite part of the band. Yeah, he was freaking good, man. I never heard anyone play bass like that in a in a band before. Yeah. That's up and coming. You yeah, and he Kyle took it to another stand- level. Oh, dude, I think that's why was- um, it really worked. Like no, we were trying energy new stuff. Live was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he was different. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, okay, and of course it complemented what was already there because only you and Kyle can only do so much. You need that to remember. Yeah. And then I'm surprised you guys haven't added another guitar player. That's that's what. Uh, no, but seriously, like the best. What I think we're on the right track with the bass players because, like, the one the pl- person we're playing with now, Matthew, Matt, he's like Matthew the is best bass player we've ever played with. Yeah, he's the tallest one too that you've ever had, <laughs> and the buffest, and the buffest. No, nah, he uh, he's sexy. No, nah, he he's got his bass playing down to a T. Well, so. for those of you who don't know, they just played a show just recently at uh, Old Town Pub. Exactly. Pasadena. They debuted uh, a new track. Um, apparently, one of the main contributors was Matt, the new bass player. Yeah, it was a. It's a, the new song that we played live. Uh, Matthew wrote it, and it's pretty fucking fantastic. I can't. It's a little janty. I can't wait to. And we're trying to kind of go towards more janty stuff because, like, we're trying to bridge the gap between like alternative metal and yeah. gent, like in a weird way. Here's well, a, in that song, the for thing example. too is, um, and you can agree with me. This is something we were chatting about before. Uh, when it comes to releasing music, uh, you look at a band like Tool and how long it took him to fucking release something. Oh man, that's kind of a different story, though. Baby. It is, but like, let's conceptually, do you think uh, you give me your opinion on this? Do you feel you need to rush writing a song, even one? Um, or you no. think you should just commit to it and go to the next one? Exactly. That's a good yeah. way to put it, actually. Yeah. Just commit to it, go to the next one, and then just pick them up. Yeah. Later. Like, well, you can start other ones, but like, you got to finish what you start, you know? So you you agree with me when I say, um, marry one, get it over with, go to the next one. Marry one, get it over with, go to the next one. Yeah. Kind of like the Tupac theory. <laughs> what? Yo, Tupac recorded. Um, oh, he did a lot of songs. Yeah. That. And he said, we'll just choose them and mix them later. Or I saw this conspiracy video about him. I was oh, like on a side tell. note. Please do tell. <laughs> it was all like Tupac knew he was about to get killed. I was like, what? And it's that. like he, right before he died, he did 64 tracks. He knew. I was like, that's not evidence that he knew he was going to die. And this guy was all going like, nobody made music at this pace. He knew something was coming. He had to get it all out. I'm like, damn. Like, he it's was kind of a strong thing to... Here's no, but he did a lot of five songs. songs that could have made it number five. <laughs> Untitled. All Eyes on Me. Number four. Picture me rolling. Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A was not even a thing back then. <laughs> so, what will... Okay, for you, for for example, now that the, now that you're doing like your solo stuff, which you've been doing for a while, what is the one objective that you have when it comes to starting a song and then ending it? What is the one thing you have like? This is the target, and what is it? Is it is it the girth, the drums, <laughs> the girth? The girth? Um, is it the encouragement? That's tough, man. It's really tough. I would just say I want to be happy with it when I'm done. Like in some, t- in in some kind of way, like, yeah, yeah. You, usually if I spend a long time on it, 
I hope I'm happy with it because right. like that's just kind of the goal is to be like something that makes me happy, you right. know, that I can picture other people liking too. I think that's every musician's goal when they're writing a song, you know. So what they is, want it to help to please them, but they also like you kind of want other people to right to like it too, you know. Right, of course. So so what in 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 your words, what is the biggest challenge that you encounter as you're writing a, a song? What do you think it is? Biggest encounter. Um, like the biggest fucking challenge and the biggest obstacle. You're like, fuck. They make you go, fuck. How am I going to get around this? Uh, going to work when you're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're like uh, my lifestyle. Uh, nah, I would probably say um, that's really tough, man. Like, Because you do, you do come, come I was, Even though I was them. joking, that is kind of serious. Like having to take breaks in it. Oh. It was like, damn, I wish I had the time to just freaking get 36 hours yeah. with my sleep in there and then just work on this, you know? Right. Because like sometimes getting sidetracked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but you know, you always get back to it, but like you just life gets in the way, you know? Of course. I mean, a lot of people, especially the, some of my young listeners that I know for a fact, listen to this podcast. Um, they like to know from people like you who have been doing it. Come on, dude. Think about your tenure. How long you've been writing songs for now? Twenty years, <laughs> probably more. I yeah, can honestly say, I was a little kid. Yeah. Two, two decades at least. The what? Okay, and this is what you have to offer. This is your contribution to them because they're young. Um, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give them right now when it comes to writing music? What is the one thing? Mm, I would probably say just study and practice. Key. It's kind of basic. Oh, very key, man. <laughs> like study, like listen to music that you really like and analyze it yeah. and try to figure out like, what were they thinking? Like right. how did these writers, how did this drummer, how did this guitar player, singer, like how did they come up with it? Right. Who did they like? And then kind of just practicing a lot, like mm. dedicating the time, but you kind of have to like it. Like, cause if it's right. like work, then it's like, why am I doing this? A lot of, a lot of listeners basically don't um they don't know how to model themselves over something okay i mean not listeners a lot of my young listeners they don't know how to the best analogy i can i can come up with is when you're trying to play a sport you model your your playing style over someone that you watched exactly. in this case you have someone that you've listened yeah it's kind of like i can see what you're saying with sports like the people that are good at sports, they're naturally good. Like, yeah, I, I, well, there's some people that work at it, like, but like a lot of times people gravitate toward it, towards yeah. it because like they love it. Like right. the athletes that are like the, the elite, they kind of like, it's probably not as hard for them to get involved in practice and right. Right. because they love it. So it's not hard work for them because they, they see the benefit of it. Right. And it's, it's just a no brainer. Okay. Like okay. I'd say the people that, really love music like in order to do music you have to like love it you know but it's not really like for me at least like it was so natural it wasn't like so oh it, i gotta it, sit it down and a, study this song like it was just like it, i wanted to like right it was a no-brainer you know all right so it, you, would, you gotta you would, desire you gotta build up that passion whether that's listening to new music yeah. finding new music on your own and just finding stuff that you love because like that's gonna keep you motivated got it a lot of a lot of wires are crossed with this shit because you know as well as I do there's a lot of young and up and coming artists or aspiring artists that just follow the fucking the herd mm-hmm. 
but you hit the, the nail on the head when you said you have to be into it. Exactly. Because if you're just doing it for a because then you might payout, lose a gain. I mean, you might course. lose um, interest in it. Like, say you're like, I don't know. It's, well, you're right though. I'm pretty sure everybody who does it is into it. So <laughs> but, but I I know a handful that. Well, here's the thing. I know a handful. You can't that, kid yourself in it. You yeah, gotta be into it or not. You know? I know a handful that are confused. They don't know why they're doing it. Yeah, and that's and probably then, with everything. Yeah, but you know your why. You know why you were doing it, and you just did it, and you you try to fulfill yourself, and then try to try to entertain people at the same time. Yeah, that kind of goes back to what I was saying, but. I don't usually think about it, but yeah, that well, sounds right. <laughs> I mean, you're not playing in front of cats and dogs. I mean, even though you do <laughs> right here, but um, fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, for those listening and watching. I mean, I, I know a lot of you would come to me for advice regarding that stuff, but I mean, I'm only one person. And then, then I get people like Cliff that I've, I'm not going to say you surpassed my level of songwriting, but your <laughs> level of songwriting is just, way more um next level than what i would do yeah well with five gesture probably <laughs> well not then the, then the stuff that you're doing yeah. now i don't know man you've been you've come out with some good stuff dude i'm very one i've seen your soundcloud yeah. nah. <laughs> this guy has a really good soundcloud like freaking bangers but my my expertise is obviously the the mixing the editing yeah. and stuff like that um but switching gears here a little bit uh let, let's let's talk about something that just came up recently, and then and then you you give me your. Let's opinion. talk about Tito Puente. Tito's Puentes. <laughs> um, Let me just take a little shot here. The shotty shot, shotty shot never hurt nobody. What um, yeah my 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 liver's trash from the weekend. <laughs> so my liver's trash. Uh, my liver's trashed. I, Such I, a douchebag, my liver. It, oh my you know god, is, dude! You ever, you ever just drank for like maybe two or three consecutive days, and then you're like, okay, you have one really kind of hangoverish session, but you do it the next day, and during the middle of drinking, you just get like that weird headache, and then it goes away because you Ooh, keep drinking. Yeah, no, exactly. What you're talking and then about. the next day, you wake up fine, <laughs> and then you drink again. Let's just say it's a good week if I don't have that twice. It's so weird. Like, I don't know how alcoholics do it, dude. I really don't. Um, You know, funny story. I was joking about that, by the way. (laughs) Don't be scared, mom. My my mom had an ex-boyfriend that literally, dude, he'd come to my mom, like, come come over with a 32. Finish it all by himself. But Damn, like, a yes, 32? Yes. Holy crap. Pass That's like out, your daily calories. Pass out, wake up, walk to the liquor store, get another 32, finish it, pass out, seven in the morning, walk again, come back. It was like, whoa. And then he would crash dude. for like a few days? No, then you go to work. Holy. That's crazy, you man. go to work, come back, do it all over again. He did that for like four years straight, got a DUI. Got, got clean and sober in jail, got out all over again. And it's like, whoa, dude, like, what's the, the human longest body can freaking handle a lot? What's the, the longest you've gone just straight drinking? Uh, it's been it's, a while, man. Which, whether it was That's probably been not. my, like, uh, my more party days, like, like straight Monday out of high school. Sunday? Yeah, I'd probably say, like, six days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sounds wow. bad, kind of, but. Well, nah. I mean, yeah, one day of rest. <laughs> yeah. And you probably have like a like a bloody Mary just to have a hair of the dog, so it kind of 
<laughs> kind of counts as seven. Bloody Mary. I've always hated those, man. I, I mean, you and I have known people that are bingers Monday through Sunday. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you guys do yeah, it? Yeah, it's dude? rough, man. There was do a they point wake in up time hungover is my question. More. That's my biggest question. You just build up that tolerance, kind of. You know? Yeah, it's so weird. Because even with, like, with, with pot smoking, I remember doing it daily. But I would get high. Mm-hmm. I, there wasn't. You a build point. up that tolerance. Yeah, it, there was not a point. No, no. For me, it was. Why different. am I doing this? I would. I, I'd always get. I'd always get the reefer. And I'd always get high. And I didn't care about the world. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> but um, anyway, like, switching gears here. But I know we uh, we're doing some product placement here. But uh, what's his name? Chris Fenn. Oh yeah, Chris Fenn from Slipknot. I read what is his number three? The guy with the fucking dick nose. <laughs> that guy. One of the. I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's number three. Uh, those listening, those watching, what's happening is one of my favorite bands of all time, Slipknot, had a member in the band that apparently was not being paid the proper and correct royalties as a full-time member of the band because apparently the other members of the band went behind their his back or i don't know if other members of the band bands back this was kind of an odd one and formed second uh was it third party companies to yeah. basically get in all the revenue <laughs> exactly stream. you got it well first uh, and foremost i don't i've, I've read all the ultimatums and it seems like it's like a he said she said which well, it always so is because my, my main motherfucker Corey taylor yeah he's kind of acting like i don't know anything like, about dude, this he's huh? going he's calling bullshit like dude yeah. this fucking this is stupid um, oh man it's Chris, so man Chris i just i was kind of surprised by this one yeah because like they've been a band for so long apparently dude. chris fenn the percussionist um, stage right? No, stage no. He's stage left. Oh, is he? Yeah, Charlotte. Well, stage sorry. Right. No. The clowns on the right. <laughs> no, he he's. I think he joined the band. He's like one of the first five people in the band. Yeah, he joined in like yeah. ninety eight. Yeah, like right, right before, before they made they it went big. In. Yeah, like, right the, but right he wasn't an original rocks. member. But he was like the fifth or sixth member. Yeah, and he was always just percussion. Like That's that was so his weird. forte. Yeah. But also, he was a songwriter with him. Yeah, supposedly, he um like. He, I guess he was more of, oh, he's kind of always in the background. Yeah. But I guess he contributed a lot to their albums, like from hearing from the interviews. Yeah. Well, anyway, like out of nowhere, he came and said that like the band had started secret like merch companies in different states. Secret merch companies. Like in they were states. selling all these Slipknot shirts and like they never told him. And like that's a, it's like a gray area because like, the other members in the in the band aren't suing, you know. What I think, I think that like Clown and um, Corey, yeah, uh, Sean and Corey, like, um, they're like the leaders of the band, supposedly. Like, yeah, they, they're the they're ones who handle the business, the, and the they're faces. the ones who um, knew about all these secret accounts. And I, out of nowhere, um, Chris is suing and saying like he didn't know about this money coming in, but none of the other members are suing, and they didn't know either supposedly Whoa. it's kind of like a, a tricky thing but it sounds ugly as hell it, it's fucked up because money completely changes people 
Everyone yeah, but he, I'm like, how did he not know about these accounts? Like, he's been in the band for 20 years. I, I, I would assume being that long in a band, there would be some transparency, right? Like, okay, Cliff, uh, I know you're going to be doing your side stuff. It's cool. I mean, you, you're open about it. You're going to be developing your own brand on the side. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. But if you go and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to start, you know, XYZ band dot com with with my name tagged up on it and i don't want you guys a part of it of course it's gonna cause friction like what the fuck no, you think that's what band? happened maybe i don't know man yeah um, i mean the times i've met oh all then of did them? you see what um the lawyer for um, slipknot said i was like damn that's that harsh part. i didn't i didn't read that he part. came out and said uh chris knows he's always been a hired gun i was like damn Whoa, that's a mess fuck? yeah that's what they wow, came out and said. Oh man, that and is it's fucking like, crazy. I don't know if you really knew that or like legally, you know. Well, when it comes, here's the thing is, and it the, sucks because he's been in it from the beginning. Yeah, almost. Th- this this is where a lot of people that get into situations like this. It doesn't it ha- it doesn't happen as much now because people got smart and actually read contracts and try to understand the the verbiage involved. Like the one word that everyone sees the first time is the word herein. I don't know if you've seen that word. Mm. All right. So herein uh, basically means included in the contract. Like, yeah, something happened where he thought he was, but now they're saying he wasn't. They might have the legal high ground, you know? That's so fucked up. I was like, damn, it just sucks to see Slipknot like uh, kind of like implode. Yeah, I mean, and then and, Joey, and then Joey got the kicked out. Or, yeah, he did get booted, right? And Joey was the freaking founder, honestly. That that that's beyond me. I don't I don't even know how that happened. I can imagine yeah. how it happens, but how does the? And he was one of the main songwriters too, alongside with Paul. Yeah, because I didn't know that Joey wrote a lot of the guitar. Yeah, he did. Him and Paul for the, were first the main album. writers. I know that. And Mick and Jim pretty much just waltzed in and took over. That is that is fucking crazy, dude. That is crazy. But what if he learn, ends up man. joining the band again? That'd be cool, kind of. But like, it you would. know, it'd be like there would always be that like drama, like tension. Yeah, it's kind of Motley Crueish in a way with Vince Neil. Oh, did they sue him too? I don't know what happened with that, but it I'm was, super it was curious whole... to see how this um, turns out. You know? Yeah, it's 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 I'm bizarre. Like, Damn. But that I wanted to talk to you about that, and then. You just sent me a video just recently that has Blink-182 and Lil Wayne <laughs> doing yeah. What's My Age Again. Yep. The mixed with a Millie. Verses. Yeah. I think he's doing the verses from a Millie. Okay. Uh, he had back in the day. Okay. It just sounds different because it's in this song. Yeah. But like, that was well, interesting. Okay. My immediate peers saw that shit and they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Well, and they're I'm going like, on tour together, so it's a promo video I, in a way, I, and they they dubbed it as a live video. It's so fucked up because everyone's feeling like he butchered the song. Who, Little Wayne? Yeah, but I'm like, well, if that's the case, then you have to say the same for Jay Z with Linkin Park. Oh yeah, that was kind of dope though. I, I like Little Wayne. I do. I've been a fan of his. Yeah, I I felt like um, Travis killed it. He always kills it, no, dude. Travis I'm a, a huge he's Travis a fan. Next level motherfucker, man. Yeah, like who drums like that? <laughs> and to he think, always I've, holds it down. I've never seen him play double kick. 
double bass. Yeah, he doesn't play double key. But he can. That's yeah, I'm sure he can. Part, but that's not his style. And then, okay, that that's one thing. You as a double Yeah, he kick, went off on that. And but like the thing that player. was like Mark Hoppus sounded kind of like out of tune a little bit, like or just had he pitch always, problems. But like which like is that. common live, you know. But yeah, I felt like and why play, didn't they go over and redub Mark? Right. They kind of just used the footage. But then again, it, it kind of sounded like as if Travis went back and redid his part. Yeah. Well, if you break uh, down well, the whole know. recording, it sounds. And it pretty, almost sounded like Little Wayne went back and redid his part. Yeah. But Travis, or me, but Mark didn't because he was kind of shaky. Yeah, you know what's crazy like, is they actually played it in the correct key that the album's on because oh, really? his voice I is thought it was kind of cool now. though. Yeah. But like, people got mad because they're going on tour. Like, what is this? Blink Wenny Two Punk Rock? What? Pop Punk? And then, and then uh, like they introduced Little Wayne opening or whatever. Yeah, and like, then what um, the fuck. But the thing is like. I know that little Wayne and Travis are pretty good friends. Yeah, yeah. And like Travis is like, he's kind of involved in the rap game now. And he's like almost like managing and producing bands. Or, I, I uh, seen him producing rappers. at, uh, so it's not that big of a stretch because little Wayne even played on Travis's like, um, solo album. Yeah. Or he, he did a verse in a song. I seen Travis play with yellow wolf a few years back. Oh yeah, uh, the rooftop. They videotaped it on YouTube now. Yeah, Travis is all into hip hop. I He's, saw him on Joe Rogan like explaining it. That was a trippy ass podcast, man. Yeah, it was. Because he he admits he fights the suicide disease. That was hard because man. of what happened to him. Yeah. And fuck, you want to talk? It was about, crazy to see him admit that. Fuck, but you you talk you want to look was at like, someone Whoa. that have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> He didn't say it at that time. You ever tried some alpha brain? But it, it's fuck. How do you? If you want to talk about adversity and overcoming shit, dude, that's a prime example. He still doesn't fly though. Okay, of course he, he doesn't. doesn't. Oh shoot! Because of what happened. I didn't know that. Yeah, it makes sense, but I didn't know it. It's like how how can you? You almost died, and yeah. people died in an airplane. You're the story, that was like a traumatic story when dude. he told about it. And yeah. freaking, have you uh, heard the nine one one call? Nah, that's something out of a fucking movie, dude. It's terrifying. It's so weird, but yeah. Shout out to Travis, man. Yeah, man, dude. By, okay, He's one of my heroes. You're a double kick player. Yeah. Um. Did you, by preference, start to do it like because you got influenced by a particular drummer, or you just said, "No, oh, I just want to play double bass." Um, I would probably say it was probably like Metallica, Lars. Yeah, the best worst drummer <laughs> in the world. The drum tempo was 240 and change. Now, uh, Lars, back in, I want to say like mid to late 80s, he was on one. But if you ever noticed, he was more like an endurance drummer than a technical one. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I feel like he was. He played for the song, which was made That's him so the great. the beauty of it. Yeah. Yes. He's the best worst drummer. That's what I call him. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a bad drummer at all. Dude, he never repeats a fill. They ever noticed exactly, that? Exactly, yeah. That's so fucking weird. That's kind of like Neil Peart. Dude, Neil's a next level motherfucker no, but too. Like Lars, yeah, some people lyrics. like say like, oh, he always does the same thing. Oh, no, but not like no, no, the song, no. like he plays for the song, which is like the goal of the drummer, according to Modern Drummer Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, he's one of the greats. What, what, um, what, well, he I is. can't hate. Uh, every technical drummer doesn't li- doesn't like Lars because of his nah, technicality. That ain't true. But well, 
a lot of he, drummers. He playing improvs. for the song is really what it's all about. Yeah, he's a master at that. Yeah, he came up with the long freaking snare feel. The money, every song, the money beat. The everyone knows the money beat. It's the same four, not four on the floor, but it's the same. And you try different tempos, and then you have the money beat, and they call it the money beat because. It's usually a song that hits really fucking popular with the crowd. Like, uh, you know what has a ton of money beats? The Black Album. Oh, okay. Well, it has a, it's a slower tempo. Yeah. It's more of like a ballady. But even um, what's uh, Holier Than Now has the money beat just sped up. Oh, yeah. Does it? The whole album is just so good. That's all he does. System of a Down has a ton of money beats. And really? Oh, are you talking? Like, they call them money beats because they're at a certain yeah, tempo? Yeah, because they're simple. And oh, okay. it grabs a, the, the listener's attention right away. Yeah. They used to call it like a one, two. Yes. Yes. Because it's just the the solid beats. Nothing. Yeah. You know. Tool doesn't have money beats that I know of. Uh, not really. Yeah. Maybe sober. No. Maybe no. That's but way not really. more slow. Motley yeah. Crue has a ton. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie. I never heard it called that Tom. before, actually. Yeah, it's called a money beat. Uh, who else? Tom Petty is the king Tom of Pe- money beats. Police. Uh, Genesis. Even uh, all the shit that Phil Collins yeah. did. Like, it's like beats, four man. on the floor, you know. Yeah, a lot of people call it that. But the but four on the floor, when you add the additional bass drum, it makes it a dance. Okay, beat. I see what you're saying. Yeah. When the money beat supposedly doesn't like have white, one with white the snare. White Zombie did it. Rob Zombie did it. Yeah. Marilyn Manson did it. Rammstein. It's a common beat. He fucking the prime example. Rammstein yeah. does it a lot. A C G C. And like, oh, yeah. oh, have you seen their new video? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, it's, it was off the charts, awesome. dude. It's fucking amazing. It's like Ramshine holds it down. Well, a lot of a lot of young listeners don't even know who the fuck they are because they're so well, one, they're older now. Dude. But they were banned from the United States for ten years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw Damn. I saw their band get lifted. No, they're uh, legit, at, man. When they came and played at the forum. But why did they get banned? Because of their live show. Yeah, they they incorporated like sex toys and stuff. Yeah, like it that. was so fucking. It was awesome though. I liked it. Yeah. It was fucking funny. No, Ramstein. The Ramstein is the shit, man. But I mean, conservatives, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, um, I hear you on that. What are we are we good on time? All right, we're past the fifty mark. Um, shit, it's been it's been awesome, dude. Um, I don't know if you would like to plug in anything you're doing right now. Uh, sure. I'll give a shout out to the beat mixtape I made. Oh, like I that. got two things to shout out. All right, go for it. Triple C beats on YouTube. Triple C beats on YouTube. Spelled out. And then that's a mixtape I made. It's like a full album of just beats. Okay. And then also uh, with Vigester, we got a new video out. Colorblind. Colorblind. Got it. Yep. Live at the old town pub. Okay. Uh, those two videos those are like my newest things pretty much triple c beats on youtube the beat. sweet beat mixtape and then colorblind live at the old town pub, pub Vigester. and then you also have your personal instagram handles uh yeah. what is it uh Clifferous maximus wow say that again 
Clifidus Maximus the third <laughs> from the Shire. Now, uh, what do you prefer? Are you more active on Instagram, Twitter? Um, I would say YouTube. YouTube, okay. Yeah, add me on yeah. there, Cliff Conway. I drummer. don't even. I don't even ask about Facebook anymore because it's they're yeah. banning people from the alt right and the very uh, they're very uh, un unorthodox and very unearthly of our First Amendment rights. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I just have bone. No, Facebook has to ban the freaking Ray the Ray Ban scam. Where you oh, check. dear, the Ray-Ban <laughs> That's scam? That's been going on for years. Shout out to anybody who knows what that is. But, like, you think you're Patrick? You think you got hacked? Dude, if you notice, everybody has a photo in their archive that the has a scam. Ray-Ban yep. ad. I'm like, this is the oldest freaking scam on the internet. Or the, and what's the, the end goal? Like, <laughs> Or that, that one thing you had to paste on your wall. I do not give Facebook permission to use my pictures or whatever. I know. Oh, tonight at 12 o'clock, Facebook is going to kill everybody who doesn't subscribe. Please paste this. It's like, what the and heck? You're going to start charging for the service. So if you don't think that this is and fair. You get that in your inbox. Like your homie's like, hey, bro, this is for real. It's like, dude, I'm still here. Oh, how nah. about the one where uh, do not please. If you get a friend request from Yada Yada, do not accept it. This person yeah, is going all this to BS. hack your your life. There's always those people that believe it. <laughs> dude, for I don't I'm starting to believe uh in the whole perspective that the youth of today is basically telling me about Facebook is for old people. Um I'm not that young and I'm not that old, but it's like, not true. There's it, a bunch of people on Facebook, man. I yeah, think it has I more numbers than anybody, right? It does. Uh, it just actually, has a lot of old people. I don't know if Instagram is catching up, but um at this point, I have seen it as a... Now, I see it as a, a total fucking spectator now. Uh, I have seen it grow into, like, just this big platform of, like... I thought Twitter was bad, dude. Facebook just immediately caught up. You think? Yeah. I'm like, that's why they limit you on Twitter for the character count, even though they doubled it to 280, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, thanks for, for being on the podcast yeah, again. Man. This was fun. Cliff Conway, Triple C. Uh, I don't know what 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 last few words of a wisdom you would like to give to the youth of America. Um, take your vitamins, kids. Hulk Hogan here now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll do this again. This is fun. Uh, next time we'll uh, we'll dig deep into the rabbit hole of whatever we're gonna fucking come up with. So, uh, till then, peace. See ya.